2: And now,
0: the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
2: What
1: are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for
0: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez.
3: Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. This is your inside look into the world of combat sports. Straight up. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio airwaves. Having defended that title off for better than 32 years. Straight up today, we're talking both boxing and UFC 200. Oh yeah, that's right. John Jones got popped for doping. Not for the first time, not for the second time, but the third time. I'll get into that in the next segment. But straight up, John Jones pulled from the UFC 200 card. He will not be uh, grabbing the UFC light heavyweight championship away from Danny Cormier, as was predicted. The main event has been scratched. Of course, now the main event. Brock Lesnar and the Slow and Samoan. I mean, the throwin' Samoan. Good old Mark Hunt from New Zealand, of course. The guy that can crack with both hands, folks. If Mark, If Mark can get rolling... He will knock Brock Lesnar out. If he can get rolling, he will knock Brock Lesnar out. A lot of people think that with Brock Lesnar's great wrestling ability, that he'll be able to to take Mark Hunt down. But Mark Hunt's got great defense as far as being taken down is concerned. It is a thrilling match. I'm telling you, I never thought I would be thrilled by a wrestler versus MMA guy. But this is it. I'm talking about Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt tonight. The throw in Samoan against a guy from the WWE in the main event of UFC 200. We'll talk about that in detail. Boxing. Janati Golovkin, Triple G, going to take on Kel Brook. That's right, Kel Brook stepping up for 147 to 160 to fight Golovkin because nobody else will. Scott Cuddy, Canelo Alvarez, nobody wants to fight Gennady Golovkin. Andre Ward, he didn't want to fight him either. That's what they say. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio Series, XM Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network.
4: That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-603-0997.
0: That's 1-800-603-0997. 1-800-603-0997. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowco.com commercials, your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors not available in all states. Hi, Rick Tittle
5: here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host that can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball, but this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 800-428- 428 one 5 0 Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570.
0: Results may vary.
2: Hello, I'm Jerry Mathers. I was the beaver in Leave It to Beaver. And 20 years ago, I almost died from type 2 diabetes. When I was diagnosed with type 2, I was shocked. My blood sugar was through the roof. Now, the very same natural remedies I use to control my type 2 diabetes are available for you in a super easy program called the Diabetes Solution Kit. And I should know it works. I use the very same techniques to drop 40 pounds of fat, get my blood sugar under control, and watch my type 2 diabetes fade into thin air. If you have diabetes, I urge you to try this step-by-step plan. It has all the natural techniques I used, and it works a lot faster, too. I'm Jerry Mathers, and if I can do it, you can do it, too. If you'd like to normalize your blood sugar
0: and stop taking your diabetes medication completely with your doctor's approval, go to 2016diabetes.com. That's 2016diabetes.com. Reverse your diabetes in as little as 30 days by going to 2016diabetes.com. That's 2016diabetes.com now.
6: I had a pretty good week out here in Vegas, you know, to get out back in front of the fans and and to just be open and honest with them for really the first time in my career just having everything out there for them to see um and to see the way they've received me has been tremendous you know it's it's, it's scary when you tell the absolute truth about where you're at in your life and you know struggles with with sobriety and just 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 everything about me is really out there right now and uh it's, it's really freeing to be in this position to just not be hiding anything and, and just get to move forward in my life and yeah, I feel great, man. It feels really good. Thank you to all the fans who, who stuck by me and who still support me and who are excited for me. Um, it, it, it's, it's just so energizing for me as an athlete, and I really appreciate everyone so much. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
7: What's that supposed to be, some kind of sick joke?
3: 12, make it 13 minutes past Are You talk about being full of spit with an H. John Jones. Testing positive, of course, the A and the B supplements, uh, I mean, uh, specimens that he put forth, the urine samples, blood tests, whatever they were, uh, they came back positive. Of course, he's tested positive for for a prohibited substance. He knows what this is all about. He's distraught over it. And, of course, he's apologized to everybody, that kind of good stuff. We don't want to hear that kind of good stuff. You know, come on, man. I mean, the guy got in a car accident, was drinking, left the scene. Remember that? Remember, got in another car accident. Uh, left the scene after hurting somebody. Remember, he left some weed in the car and some pipes and had some uh, condoms, that kind of good stuff in the car because the guy that's supposedly dedicated to his uh, life partner down there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then, of course, there's the drag race incident of earlier this year, which I gave him a pass on. I said, you know, I think the Albuquerque Police Department, probably one of the most corrupt police departments in the country, although there's a lot of police departments. And being a former police officer myself, a veteran police officer myself, um, I can say this, but there's a lot of police departments in, in the news this week for not good things and some for some horrible things. And, of course, the people in Dallas, our hearts and souls go out to the people that were uh, maligned and hurt down there in Dallas and, and murdered. It was just it was just terrible. Of course, five police officers, you go to work each day, you don't think that you really don't think that you don't think you're going to get killed. You're going to get hurt. But the bottom line is there is a possibility of that. So I'll talk about that. A little later. Let's get back to the UFC and Mr. John Jones, of course, testing positive now. But what a lot of people don't want to realize is when he got popped for that cocaine uh, positive out of competition cocaine positive test, which really wasn't a pop because, you know, if you want to do recreational drugs when you're not in competition, I think you can get away with that, according to the United States Anti-Doping Association. In other words, there's certain drugs that you can't use year round, but there's certain drugs you can use if, you know, you want to do it recreationally. That's your business, I guess. I, I, I could agree with them on that. But performance enhancing drugs are banned. They are just banned. But go back to the day when when uh, John Jones tested positive for the coke. <clears throat> what happened was he tested so low in his testosterone level that he tested the equivalent of an eighty-five year old man. So that threw up flags for myself and the great Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. We say, hey, something's wrong here, and we're saying it, you know, out loud. But nobody's listening. Nobody cared. That was the clue right there. That was a clear indication that something was amiss with John Jones and his vitamins his supplements his flintstone vitamins call him what you want okay but the bottom line is he was psyching down off something because there's nobody in the world uh at the age of 28 can have a body like john jones and have the testosterone level of an 85 year old man it's impossible it's just impossible but, but nobody wanted to bring that up i mean dana white of course they never brought that up now dana white saying well i think i'm done with john jones you know you know john jones i'm getting rid of him and he won't be around anymore and we're going to cut him, and if John Jones gets cleared of this, for some reason, if, if he gets cleared in this, okay, believe it or not, Dana White will take him back because John Jones sells tickets. That's what Dana White's all about: selling tickets, baby, making that money. Of course, the USC sold a couple of weeks ago reportedly for four billion dollars. That's right, B with a billion. Um, more power to him. In case you don't want to don't know what a billion is, figure this out: a thousand million is one billion. So four thousand million dollars is what they paid for the USC. Wow, lots of money. For a company that lost, what, 30, 20, 25 to $30 million in the hole coming out of the gate. I mean, their first UFC, of course, it was a bit of a, a flop in that the uh, the pay-per-view signal went off during the main event. And that wasn't good. It got cut off. People had to get refunds, things like that. And then they went $30 million in the hole, you know, uh, financing the 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 uh, I say the early days of the UFC under the Fertittas and Dana White. Of course, $30 million sounds like a lot of money, but not when it reaps $4 billion. Be with a billion, four billion. So uh, the USC and the fertitas more power to them. I know what the Fatidis are up to. Fatidis are the two of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Franco Lorenzo fertita, Lorenzo especially, a quiet, quiet guy, <clears throat> um, but incredibly brilliant. Uh, he he just is. I mean, yeah, he was born into money. His family came from Texas originally, and they had those illegal Texas casinos down around Dallas, those card rooms and this and that. And then they went legit. And went to Vegas, much like Benny Binion and those guys. Of course, Benny Binion downtown. And uh, the fertitas have these station casinos and the palace casinos. And these casinos, for the most part, are in neighborhoods. They're not really on the strip and that kind of stuff. They're, they're off the strip as far as Las Vegas is concerned. Some of them are in, like, out, outlying uh, cities in Las Vegas, outlying communities. So what I'm trying to tell you is they're big as far as money is concerned. I'm talking B as in billions with the Fertitas. Now, they sold this business for $4 billion bucks. What they're going to do is they're going to turn around and put that money into an NFL team. Unless the Raiders can sign, can make that deal and get to Vegas, okay? The Fertitas are going to bring a team to Las Vegas in the next year and a half to two years. There's no doubt in my mind. They are that powerful. They're hanging out with Roger Ailes, the guy that supposedly was trying to bang Gretchen Carlson, you know, the guy that runs Fox News. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Ten chicks came forward this week, make that 11, including Gretchen Carlson, and said that... uh uh, he was. they were basically told they had to bang him to get a job. Interesting. They had a Fox News, you know, the ultra-conservative people. They wouldn't do things like that, force women to be sexual slaves on the air. No, that wouldn't happen, not a Fox News. Anyway, back to the USC. USC 200, of course, ready to rock, no doubt about it. But the main event, not what people thought it was going to be. Of course, now they're trying to to, uh, to uh, ascend Nisha, Misha Tate, and of course, and uh, Amanda Nunes to this, main event status, and I don't know how they're going to do that just because it's for a, a a Bantamweight Championship, the World's Women's Bantamweight Championship. Of course, the 135-pound title, once held by Ronda Rousey, then held by Holly Holm for the blink of an eye, and then she got cocky and wanted to fight Misha Tate. Misha Tate <clears throat> choked her out, literally. And, of course, she's defending against Manda Nunes now in the main event of UFC 200, Brock Lesnar, and Mark Hunt in the semi-main event. Danny Cormier is going to take on Anderson Silva. mm not a good fight for Anderson Silva. I don't know why Silva would take that fight unless he really thinks he can beat Danny Cormier. And I wonder if Silva got a steroid exemption for this one, you know, because he hasn't been around for a while. And, and that kind of good stuff. Last minute substitute because Brock Lesnar did. That's right. Brock Lesnar was uh, given a from the U.S. Anti-Doping Station. Was it USADA or VADA, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association? One of the other. One of those um, drug testing groups so he said Brock Lesnar gets a pass. He doesn't have to be tested for four months. Uh, for this fight he has with Mark Hunt tonight. Now, of course, Mark Hunt today. The guy's all steroid up. He's all on juice. Maybe I should take juice. I don't need to take juice. I will knock Brock Lesnar out. If he hits Brock Lesnar on the chin, he will knock Brock Lesnar out. Okay? I'm telling you. If he hits Brock Lesnar on the chin, he will knock Brock Lesnar out. Of course, Corey may get to take on Anderson Silva. We'll talk about that in detail. Jose Aldo on Frank Yeager. Good fight at 145, man. I'm excited about that. And then the aforementioned Ronda Rousey, her sperm donor. I'm talking about... <laughs> Travis Brown going to get lit up like a White House Christmas tree by, guess who? The former UFC heavyweight champion, the determined, the very determined Mr. Cain Velasquez. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico. No, take it back. We are worldwide via the Fabulous Internet. Of course, check out the website, sportsbyline.com, or or you can hit me up on the Skype line. If you want to talk to us from outside the USA, hey, I'm game for that. Check us out, Sports Byline and the number two. This is Ring Talk, live worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline. Of course, Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, Curious XM Satellite Radio does an additional broadcast of Ring Talk live worldwide. Check it. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
6: You know, to get out back in front of the fans and and to just be open and honest with them, Just just everything about me is really out there right now.
2: and Eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707.
0: 800-480-5708.
1: I'm not saying that Asian people look alike, but you know it has got to be the easiest job in the world? Has got to be one of those police sketch artists in Hong Kong. I mean, come on. No matter who you decide to draw, that's the guy. Of course that's the guy. He's five foot one, he's got a haircut like Moe, and he's Chinese. What if we narrowed it down to a billion people? We should find him by sunset.
3: The great Bobby Slayton, he's been on this show in the past, one of my uh, comic heroes ever since he broke in back in San Francisco in 1981. Lost his wife of a couple of decades and a half now, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Bobby, of course, used to crack jokes on stage. I always wish his wife would die, and I wish she. And of course, that was all a joke because nobody was in love with their wife more than Bobby was. So may she rest in peace, Mrs. Bobby Slayton, Teddy Slayton. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of Combat Sports. We'll talk a little MMA until about 35, 36 months past the hour. Then we'll switch gears. We'll talk boxing, of course, Kell Brook and Gennady Golovkin. Nobody wanted to fight Golovkin. Nobody would fight Golovkin from like 175 down to 160 so 155. So they got somebody from 147 to fight him. Straight up, welterweight versus middleweight, size discrepancy. We'll talk about that in detail a little bit later in the show. we switch gears and talk boxing. USC 200, as I said, on the books, of course. It starts off on Fight Pass, fightpass.com. Then it goes to Fox Sports 1 at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That's 8 o'clock Eastern time. And then, of course, at 10 p.m. Eastern time and 7 o'clock Pacific time. It goes live on USC pay-per-view, 200. Of course, Amisha Tate and Amanda Nunes in the main event. Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt. That's going to be the one everybody's going to want to watch. Daniel Cormier and Anderson Silva. I don't know Anderson Silva. Uh, getting a light heavyweight title shot here? I don't. Poor guy. I guess he's in a no-lose situation coming in like two days before. Okay? And, you know, Cormier is an outstanding wrestler. I mean, I think he was an amateur wrestling champion of the world at one point in time and he went to the Olympics and, uh, and, what, Try Pan Am Games, something like He won, won a couple of those major anim, amateur titles as a wrestler. Good wrestling base, no doubt about it, okay? Anderson Silva, not the greatest wrestler in the world, but, you know, a guy that likes to fight on the ground, loves his Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but fighting now at 205 pounds after doing his thing at 185 for a long, long, long time? Well, I guess he can make 205 pretty easy, considering he probably never goes above 210, 250. I mean, I've never seen Anderson Silva really fat, per se. So, Silva and Cormier... The uh, third fight on this pay-per-view end of the card, of course, Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar fighting out at 145. Both of them are former champions. Aldo at 145. Edgar at 155, the former lightweight champion. Cain Velasquez. Wow. Cain's back. Cain's mean. Cain's ready to go. Cain will, you know, Cain was eating taco trucks before. Now Cain's tossing taco trucks around like they were beer cans. I kid you not. The guy that used to spar with three people in the same round, This will stay with fresh guys, a five-minute round, he'd have three different guys is back and taking on, of course, uh, the boyfriend of Ronda Rousey. I'm talking about Travis Brown. Travis Brown, pretty good fighter. Ran into a couple of road bumps, but I think he's a a mid-card guy. That's why I sort of consider him a Jesse Ventura type of guy. Now I'm bringing in a pro wrestling uh, there. But just sort of a guy that never really was belongs in the main event, per se, but he, he's good enough to like to be the, the six or seven, maybe the eight guy, the nine guy, something like that. But he, I don't think he's top five material. Either. Travis Brown going to uh, be tested tonight. By Cain Velasquez. And people say that Cain was injured coming into this fight. He is not. He, for the first time in a long time, he's coming into a fight 100% healthy. So we go to the the Fox Sports 1 card. Of course, that stops at 5 p.m. Pacific on this 8 o'clock Eastern time. Kat Zagano, a chick that's famous for uh, being rough. And she lost in 12 seconds to Ronda Rousey. She couldn't believe that. She's still scratching her head, I can't believe I lost. Anyway, Juliana Penn is in the... Uh, uh, other corner, of course, in this fight. These women are going to fight at 135 as well. A catchweight fight at 171, former welterweight champion. Johnny Hendricks to take on uh, Kelvin Gaslam. T.J. Dillashaw, the former bantamweight champion. The man that took out Renan Borel, good champion out of Brazil, of course. T.J. is supposed to hook it up with his stable mate. I'm talking about Uriah Faber, of course, Team Alpha Male up there in Sacramento, California. But T.J. left town. And when he left town, guess what? <clears throat> he lost his title. And, of course, he lost it back to Dominic Cruz. He's taking on Rafael Asanejo, and that's going to be a pretty good fight because Aslanejo can fight. Straight up, DJ Dillashaw in deep tonight at 135 pounds. A lightweight bout opens up at the 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Card on Fox Sports 1. Sage uh, Northcutt taking on Enrique Marin Straight up, as I said, three fights on preliminary uh, prelims on USC Fight Pass. Go to that USC Fight Pass. If you want to pay the 10 bucks a month, you can watch a couple extra fights. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm still blown away by the fact that John Jones got popped again. That he was that stupid again. I mean, they're drug testing when you know when you know you're going to be tested, and you get popped. You are an idiot. You are a buffoon. I cannot say enough. I mean, you know. Hey, guess what? Uh, we're going to be do random random drug tests on you in the next few weeks. So uh, be advised. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna do you're gonna do stuff that's gonna get you suspended if John Jones is is uh, held accountable here for a performance fancy drug, he's off for two years. That means he comes back at the age of 31. Somebody said this week, and I saw a quote from him, and he said something to the extent, well, if I have to take two years off, I'll still come back strong. So he's almost already acknowledging the fact that he's toast, that he will test positive in both these tests. I've already heard that that's the case, that both A and B came back positive. What I'm not hearing is what, what it was positive for. And of course, Dana White the president of the USA, a guy that's you know, trying to shift the attention away from him in this class-action lawsuit that's coming forth, put forth by fighters like Nate Quarry, former UFC fighter Nate Quarry, the great King Kyle Kingsbury. Um, uh, who else is part of that? Kung Lee's part of that suit. Of course, guys that felt they were shafted by the UFC. They were promised an elevator ride and got to shaft instead. So them, uh, they've got this, this big class-action lawsuit, and it's going to come to a head in August. There's depositions being taken and that kind of stuff already. Uh, they are be asking for discovery. Dana White has went from a throwaway phone. I don't know anybody why an executive would need a drop phone or a throwaway phone. I thought only drug dealers use those. Uh, anyway, he had to go from a drop phone to an iPhone now. So when the USC was running all those Metro PCS commercials about everybody having Metro PCF, not Dana, not Dana. Dana had a throwaway phone, a drop phone, a drug dealer's phone, a bookie's phone, uh, a phone that you you use when you're cheating on your wife. And you need that extra phone like, Hey, baby. You know, I, you know, you can't be calling on your regular cell phone straight up if you're cheating on the wife. Anyway, cell phones, crooked cell phones, Dana White's got a lot to answer for. Of course, I thought he's been running a monopoly for years. Whether it's a criminal act or not, I don't know. Whether it's a, a civil violation of civil law, I don't know. I, I have my own feelings, but what my feelings are in the actual law is it, it's there's, there's a big gap between the two, okay? There's no doubt about it because my feelings are that fighters deserve to get the most money they can and that the USC is taking 88% of the net revenues compared to the fighters making 12%. guess what, folks? I got a problem with that. I think you would too, wouldn't you? I mean, if you were working for a company and you were doing all the work for them and they're getting like, they're giving you 12, 12, 12% of the money and they're taking 88% of the money. Something's wrong with that picture. Back to UFC 200, 10 PM Eastern time, seven o'clock Pacific time. That is live on pay for you. Of course, they have a, that sort of culminates a week of action in, as far as the UFC is concerned in Las Vegas. Of course, and I've been knocking this to an extent because, you know, it used to be International Fight Week, the second week of uh, or the first week in Las Vegas. They circled to try to make it around the holiday and this and that. But they would have International Fight Week where independent promotions would come in and show independent MMA shows, independent pro wrestling shows. But sort of like the UFC just closed them out. Let's talk about their first card, USC Thursday night, fight night from the MGM Grand, all these uh, these two cards are coming from the MGM Grand, this one, and, of course, Team Joanna, the ultimate fighter last night. But Rafael Dos Santos, pretty bad dude, no doubt about it, man. I mean, he is the world lightweight champion coming in, no doubt about it. And guess what? Not anymore. Eddie Alvarez, the former uh, Bellator champion. TKO, round number one, three minutes and 49 seconds in. This opens up the lightweight division just about everybody, except BJ Penn, the former champion. He's not good enough anymore. He's going to fight at 145 as well, uh, at featherweight, I mean. Anyway, Derek Lewis and the co-feature. But back to this main event. Let's talk about this. Eddie Alvarez knocking out Rafael Dos Anjos. Oh, ha- Dos Anjos, not the greatest striker. I didn't think he was the greatest striker in the world. But he is a good grappler, and he was able to uh, win the championship by grappling and taking people down. Of course, now Eddie Alvarez, a former Bellator champion, came over to the UFC. Didn't have a uh, auspicious welcome, per se. In the UFC, I think he lost uh, his first fight. But he came back now, and he is the lightweight, 155-pound world champion. So hats off to him. Derek Lewis is the winner. Uh, took a split decision over Roy Big Country Nelson. Call him Big Gut. Call him what you want, but Roy Big Country comes to fight. Decision was split 29-28, 29-28, and uh, 29-20. Yeah, 29-20. So one guy had it 29-28. The other two had it 29-28. That makes a split decision. Two judges had it one way. One judge had it the other way. That is a split nod. The unanimous knot he the away contest talking about Alan Jerbon beaten Betal Muhammad. Of course, that was a decision across the board 30 27, 29 28, 29 27. Straight up, pretty good fight there. Joseph Duffy beat uh, Mitch Clark. That was a submission, submission with a rear naked chokehold. My man, Mike Pyle. Remember him from Men in Black, too? He was an actor, Persino, a bit actor, anyway. He lost last night to Alberto Mina. It was a KO, flying kick, and wow, some nice punches. To, I think it was second round, minute and 17 seconds in from my memory. But i got to tell you, my pile, to think, about giving it up. This is Ring Talk Live World because he's been around a long time, taking a lot of lickings, you know. And like Jake Duran, the cut man extraordinaire. Of course, he, uh, the guy that sort of got shown the door by the USC got picked up by Bellator. And he's also the cut man for the former world heavyweight champion, Vladimir Klitschko and guys like that. So he is the cut man to the stars, okay? He said, no doubt about it, That when Dana White sent him packing, he was stressing at first. He was thinking, oh, man, they're going to take a significant portion of my money. Now he's, like, banking. He's making more money because he's more available for boxing dates and other MMA events. So i got to tell you, i got to give it to Jake Drain. And Jake says that he's seeing guys in the gym now starting to show up a little funny. What he means by a little funny is, you know, in other words, the the damage from from, uh, full contact MMA is starting to show as far as the CTE. That's what football calls it. I call it brain damage. Call it punch drunk. Call it what you want. The bottom line is, if you get hit in the head, something's going to happen. Probably not good, right? Especially if you're running at each other like at 35 miles per hour with steel helmets on. That's probably not too good when the clash comes in there. What I'm trying to tell you is that combat sports hmm, might need to take a different look at it. Especially in two or three generations, we realize how the first and second generation of of MMA fighters fare as far as these brain damage uh, is concerned. Of course, the initial tests were... From 2001 to 2006, that fighters in the USC were, of course, uh, getting concussions at the rate of 2.1%. And then boxers were getting them at 21%. It was a big difference here. And we thought the MMA fights with the smaller gloves were the way to go. We'll see. Jury's still out. You're tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. A little Melon kept to the break on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. Next up, we're talking boxing.
4: Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183.
3: They look great in the gym, but uh, once you get in there and, and, and you're reacting automatically, you're not thinking about what you're doing or you don't have time to think about what you're doing um, and you get hit too, too hard, too cleanly, uh, you're exposed.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
2: Fernandez. You I'm know, just excited, uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro.
3: Great Nick Charles, Mr. CNN, Mr. Showbox himself there with them comments. I wish he could do a fight every night. I wish he was still here to do fights. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide with we'll Switch Gears. Let's talk about the sweet science. So straight up, kellbrook the world welterweight champion, 147 pounds, according to the International Boxing Federation. And yourself, Maya, you're, yours truly, I think he's I think he's the best welterweight, 147 pounds, to go on. It beats Keith Thurman. And everybody else, Uh, of course, uh, Sean Porter and Keith Thurman going 12 rounds last week, and a lot of people were of the opinion the fight was too close to go one way, but it was like just a one-point fight. I mean, it was one, take it back, it was a one-round fight, one round off a draw. It was seven rounds of five for Thurman instead of six-six. It had been six-six. That had been a draw. Okay, so that's how close the fight was. Now, let's talk about the future. September the 10th, Eddie Hearn. I'm talking about the promoter, of course, from the UK of both Chris Eubank and Kel Brook. Well, he says it's going to happen. Talk about the big fight, Gennady Golovkin, of course, and Kell Brook. Kell Brook, the welterweight champion, is at 147 pounds. Stepping up, going to take on a bad dude. I mean, listen. I mean, who is tougher right now than Gennady Golovkin? Who is meaner right now? Who who is more intimidating than Gennady Golovkin? I mean, you got to give Oscar De La Hoya some credit for keeping uh, Canelo Alvarez out of the ring with him because he would just destroy Canelo Alvarez. He would take the most marketable fighter in the world as far as money is concerned. I'm talking about money. I'm not talking about ability. I'm talking about money. Okay? Right now, Canelo is a guy. He's opening these doors as far as South America is concerned and Mexico is concerned, doing these, these reality TV shows. He's done everything. He puts his name on stuff and it turns to gold. Okay? He's got the mightiest touch right now. He is the Julio Cesar Chavez, uh, the guy that, you know, that was sort of the king of Mexico for so long. Mm, De La Hoya never became the king of Mexico because he was born here. But I'm telling you, right now, this is a battle for uh, supremacy, 160 pounds. No, no, because he's going to give up 160. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez. He'll give up the 160-pound championship. He's going to fight, I think, Liam Brooke at, uh, Liam Smith, I mean, at 154 pounds for the WBO title. It will be in September as well in Mexican Independence Day, of course, live on HBO pay-per-view. So he'll make his money there, like Larry Merchant said, but he really needed to step up and fight Gennady Golovkin. Why he did not fight Golovkin, I just don't know. I'm telling you. Well, I know. He just was scared. And, of course, the man making the decision there was really Oscar De La Hoya. And I sort of to give prop, props to Oscar that he was able to go out there with a straight face and actually do that. I mean, to go out there and say, well, you know, we're not going to fight him. We're just not going to fight him. This is not going to fight him, period. Of course, Chris Eubank has said he wanted to fight Kell Brook first and then Kell Brook, uh, or he was going to fight Golovkin first. He was going to fight Kell Brook as well, but... He's another guy from the U.K., Chris Bang, Chris Eubank, Jr. And now he backed out of a fight and put Brooke and uh, Golovkin back together. Of course, Brooke, 36-0, 25 KOs, as I said, the IBF title holder. Golovkin, 35-0, 32 KOs, excluding 22 knockouts in a row for the Unified Middleweight titles. The O2 Arena, that's in London, September the 10th, We be broadcast in the U.S. on uh, HBO. And, you know, this is sort of cool because Golovkin's uh, tried to draw in L.A. at the forum, tried to show that he's like... A new Mexican sensation, even though he's you know from the uh, from Uzbekistan or, or from the former Soviet Union. So what I'm trying to say is he's got the style that makes him just look like Julio Cesar Chavez. He cuts the ring off probably as good as uh, Roberto Durand did. I mean, he's very, very good at cutting off the ring, exceptionally well at cutting off the ring. And when you cut off the ring on a guy and he's like looking to move to get out of the way of your punches, and you cut off the ring on him, he can't go. That's sort of that's a telling telling point in boxing right there because you've neutralized another man and his ability to get away from your blows. Okay, so what I'm trying to tell you is straight up Golovkin, 35 and 0, 32 knockouts is a monster. He is a monster. Of course, Tom Laughlin, his promotion getting together with Barry Hearn on this decision. Of course, to go in London, the O2 Arena, it'll probably be a, a packed arena, no doubt about that. The HBO uh, the HBO uh, ratings will be pretty damn good, if not great. And, of course, Golovkin drugs well on TV, but his pay-per-view, of course, was a bit of a bomb. I mean, you know, but what is a bomb in pay-per-view? I don't get it. Because you can make so much money in pay-per-view even on, on a minimal amount of buys. Well, suppose you only had 50 buys, 50,000 buys at, at at 20 bucks a pop. That's a lot of money. Put that up with a cable company, you're walking away with a lot of money. Especially if, you know, if you've got a guys on the card that are being paid by the uh, casino or maybe there's some promotional money coming in or maybe some TV money coming in. So what I'm trying to tell you is, a lot of money to be split in the world of boxing right now. Of course, Floyd Mayweather opened that picture to a lot of people. Everybody wants to get paid now. Of course, uh, Canelo Alvarez wanted to get paid against Gennady Golovkin. He would have been paid. He would have made the majority of uh, the monies. There's no doubt about it. They were willing to give him uh, a little bit more, but he didn't want it. He didn't want no part of it. Can't blame him. I mean, to get destroyed, because, you know, Golovkin's not a guy that goes out there and beats you, you know, just like, like Mark Breland. What I'm trying to say is that he outboxes you or something like that. It's not a a boxing list. He goes out there and beats you down and takes you out. That's the way he does things. And straight up, he's been doing things like that for a long time. As I said, 22 knockouts in a row. Now, let's go to boxing tonight in not in San Francisco, in San Mateo, California. ALA Promotions got a card in San Mateo. San Mateo, California, a little weird that fight's going on there in San Mateo because I thought it would be Don Chargan Productions. I'll get to that in a minute. But Albert Peguera, at 122 pounds for the WBO Intercontinental Intercontinental Super Bantamweight title. That's the main event against Cesar Juarez. Of course, these guys doing that in San Mateo at the Event Center where Tower of Power and bands like that play the former uh, Fairgrounds. They used to be the Fairgrounds. Of course, they took out the racetrack and that kind of good stuff and built all kinds of, built all kinds of yuppie housing. But straight up, there are fights at San Mateo. So I thought that John Chargon was going to San Mateo, but no, no, it's not John Chargo. It's Ala Promotions, and then we go to. Cache Creek, California, which is up, you know, about 70 miles from San Francisco if you want to drive. It's a casino up there. It's an Indian Reservation Casino. And Don Charkins doing a card up there. Don Charkin, Pinocious, and Paco, of course, his buddy. Uh, they're getting it together at Cache Creek Casino Resorts. That's in Brooks, California. 6 p.m. Saturday, July the 9th, in the main event, Manuel Vila. These guys are coming in at 122 as well. Superman away, taking on Prosper Ancra, uh, 123 pounds. Michael Emanuel Roman's on the card. Javier Gallo's on the card. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is there's boxing in Northern California, both on the same night. So if you're a boxing freak, if you're like a, uh, a Jack Obermeyer, of course, a guy that went to what? Did he go to 3,000 boxing shows in his life? Something like that, 3,800. Of course, died a week ago. The boxing writer extraordinaire from the uh, New Jersey, New York City area. Died in his home, I believe, in Lindenwood, New, Linden, New Jersey, uh, about 10 days ago from cancer. And, of course, this was brought on by the fact that he went to Vietnam he went to Vietnam and he was sprayed with Agent Orange, which is a chemical that the United States government sprayed on the, uh, the foliage, the green jungle that it was Vietnam, in order to try to kill the weeds. Well, guess what? He was killing the soldiers as well. And he came back and he was different colors. I mean, he would change colors. I would see him and he'd be a little red one time. He'd be a little orange one time. He'd be a little white one time. So he changed colors like a chameleon because of this Agent Orange and the stuff he was exposed to in Vietnam. Okay, so he comes back here, uh, you know, and he dies the age of, well, I think he, somebody said he was 71. I don't think he was that old, but wow, to lose, you know, to lose KO Jail like that, of course, he was part of the Flash Garden crew. And those guys, they, they sort of they revolutionized boxing, at least the writing of boxing, back in the late 1970s, early 1980s with Flash Gordon, of course. Uh, week, weekend, uh, tonight's boxing news, tonight's boxing program, that's what it was called. It was a fantastic sheet. It was one big piece of paper. You unfolded it like a thousand different ways into a maze, and unfolded this big sheet. It was one big piece of paper folded up and Flash Gordon. Of course, Malcolm Flash Gordon. That was his name. He put this together. A lot of people thought I was his, like his predecessor. In fact, Mike Tyson used to call me Flash because I wrote for Flash magazine, not because I was a, an exhibitionist in public, because I wrote for Flash magazine. But straight up, Flash back in the day, man, Flash was the day. Flash was the man. Malcolm Flash Gordon. He's not dead, but he may as well rest in peace because he hasn't written like in twenty-five years. Of course, tonight, take that back Monday on HBO, July the eleventh, HBO ten PM, uh, ten fifteen Eastern and Pacific time. Sergey Kovlov, the WBO undefeated light heavyweight champion, taking on thrice beaten in title fights, Isaac Chalembra. He's lost three bouts, I think, for the WBC Light Heavyweight Championship, okay. In each instance, he faced a fighter that was uh, inferior to Sergei Kovalev, at least in my opinion. So what does that mean? That means he's getting drilled. He's getting drilled. He ain't going to distance. If this guy goes to distance, I'll really be surprised. I.J. Kolemba, tough guy to Africa, (laughs) his fourth title fight. Guess what, baby? He's trying to say that God does things in mysterious ways. Kovalev does things in mysterious ways as well. Kovalev knocks people out. This is what Kovalev does for a living. He will hunt you down. He is the Russian predator. He will hunt you down and beat you up. If he has to hit you in the arm, the hips, it doesn't matter, and they eventually hit you on that chin, and guess what? You get hit on the chin by this guy, and you go. I've heard him hit people with the ring not mic'd up, sitting up in the cheap seats the, I think, man le or the MGM Grand, one of the cheap seats, and I can hear him cracking people to the body from way up there without without any ring uh, microphones on the mics. So what I'm trying to tell you is this guy's for real, no doubt about it, Kovalev and Chalembra. Look for Kovalev have a wonderful return to Moscow, Via HBO, July the 11th at 10.15 in the East. Now, Golovkin and Kell Brook, back to that. Man, you got to be sort of pumped about that. That's a good fight, not a super fight. The real super fight out there, of course, is Jannotti Golovkin, no doubt about it, and Andre Ward, or Andre Ward and, and, and Sergey Kovalev. I mean, these are super fights, and they both involve Ward. Why? Because he's the guy. He has the 2004 Olympic gold medals. I mean, the undefeated... 168-pound world champion, now fighting at 175, trying to get his body together at 175. Of course, you know, 2004 Olympic gold medalist, and he was, what, 22 back then, so he's got to be 33 now. You know, he's getting up there in age, no doubt about it. I mean, he's getting up there in age. The miles are on the car, and, of course, speaking of cars, a guy that sort of got strong, what was he doing, pushing the station wagon around a Hayward parking lot? That's how he got strong. That's how Andre wore used to train back in the day. I kid you not, him and Virgil Hunter, the trainer, They would get an old station wagon, and Andre would actually push it around a parking lot in Hayward, California, for strength. And he got to be strong, of course, winning the 2004 Olympic gold medal at 178, even though he was a 165-pounder. Why that happened? Because his buddy Andre Durrell, out of Flint, Michigan, was also on the team, a bronze medalist, and uh, he wanted to fight at 168, so they flipped a coin. And I think the Ward lost the toss, and he fought at 178. And, of course, Durrell at 165. Durrell not coming into his own as a pro. He's lost a fight or two, but I got to tell you, nobody's come close to beating Andre Ward. And Gennadi Golovkin, that would have been a great fight. Of course, they were talking about doing that at 165. Golovkin says he's too small to fight at 168. And then, of course, you know, Ward saying he can't fight at 168 anymore. He doesn't want to fight at 168 anymore. Of course, fighting at 175. And we'll see what his next fight is. But Golovkin and Ward, that's going to be a super fight. I mean, a super-duper fight, much like, you know, Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard and and Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hearns or Roberto Duran and Leonard and Roberto Duran and Hagler. These were super fights, super-duper events, mega events that made these, not only the boxing world stop and take notice, but the sports world stop and take notice, okay? This is what boxing needs. Boxing doesn't need all these fights on network TV. Yeah, it helps. That's great. That's good to build a fan base. But if you got a few super fights together and you eventually put the fights on network TV as a delayed basis, on a delayed basis, and people got to see the great fighters on free TV, that would help the game of boxing. Outside of that, you know, I just don't know. I really don't know if there's there's an upside in this as far as the current world and and Mr. Al Heyman and things like that are concerned because... Al's putting, you know, big money behind us. they got $440 million. That's half a billion bucks they're putting in the Premier Boxing Champions. But I wonder if they're reaping the rewards. And is it too early to look for rewards because they've only been in business now, what, uh, a year and a half? So a year and a half, Premier Boxing Champions. They've done well. Broad boxing to CBS, television. If I can't name all the networks. Bounce TV, there's like a thousand different cable networks they went to. Okay, but CBS has held fights. Um, NBC's held fights. I think he had fights on Fox. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they're getting around. Is it building a boxing base? Can they build a boxing base? I just don't know. I think they're trying to build a boxing base on African-American fighters. I just don't know if that's possible. How can I say that? Because when you look at the history of the game, the great black fighters, they drew. But, you know, the independents, when I did promo shows and, and, and club shows in San Francisco, we didn't get a black audience. So I don't know what to say. You are tuned to Rink Talk Live, World War, 53, 54 minutes, past the hour. This is Sports Byline. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California Everyone says, I wish I was in your shoe. I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the tenth of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Little Tower of Power for the break. Guess who I saw last week? Billy Joe Thomas. B.J. Thomas, five-time Grammy Award winner at the Alameda County Fair. On the same stage that Pedro won the Manudo Festival, the main event knocking some dude out, of course, on a cut, knocking him out on a cut, really. What happened was I got tired in the fight in the second round, and I cut this guy, this big, tall brother from Fort Order. I think he was in the Army or the Navy. And I cut him with his right hand, and I cut him under the eye, and I was really tired, uh,
6: uh,
3: looking like an asthmatic. So I said, referee, he's cut, he's cut. So the ref jumped in to stop the fight. Thank you, referee. Anyway, the bottom line is BJ was great, sitting there on that same stage. That was 1984. Man, long, long time ago. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. worldwide. As I said, of course, tonight, USC 200 is on the card as far as uh, pay-per-view and MMA is concerned. We've got HBO, of course, going on Monday from Russia with Sergey Kovalev and Isaac Chalembra. Tonight, Unimas is going to go. At 11 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, with Jose Ramirez and Thomas Mendez, of course, local cards both in Cash Creek, California. Of course, the casino up there, Brooks, California, nice place. I saw the average white band, my man Brent Carter there. Of course, Brent Carter, the lead singer of former Tower of Power, lead now the A.W.B. lead. Saw them up there a couple of years ago. Man, Cash Creek is a place to go. And of course, Don Chargon going in Cash Creek, and then A.L.A. promotions going with the W.E. 122-pound title fight down there in San Mateo, California. Soros. Uh, Northern California's concern is concerned near as boxing. If you're a boxing junkie, it's available for you, no doubt about it. But back to UFC 200, Anderson Silva, Danny Cormier for the World Light Heavyweight Championship. Man, sort of pulling for Silva here. Why? That Cormier turned into a turd. You are doing the Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget, I return Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Saturday at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Johnny Tocco All-Stars Talk Sports and Comedy. For two hours, 10 p.m. Pacific time. That's right, Saturday night. right here on Sports byline, I heart radio, Sirius XM, satellite radio. The American Forces Network. Hats off to all the troops. Until next time, peace, love, much respect.